All right, everybody, welcome back to a new episode of Ask a Catholic Therapist. My name is Dr. Matt Bruninger, and we have a question this week from Clayton Carrier. So uh, here's Clayton's question. He says, my question centers around CBT. What is CBT? Does it work? Why does it work? And how does it work? Bonus question, if you're familiar with how you'd respond to Alistair McIntyre's critique of the therapist character and after virtue. Okay, yeah, if you're familiar with it, how would you respond to Alistair McIntyre's critique of the therapist character and after virtue? Okay, so let's talk a little bit about uh, CBT first. So CBT stands for Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. And so essentially, um, CBT you know, broadly historically comes out of the, comes after behaviorism. So behaviorism was really interested in um, punishment and reward and stimulus and response. So the behaviorists basically wanted to focus only on things you could measure, measurable behaviors. Um, part of the reason for this is the behaviorists are responding to some of the psychodynamic and psychoanalytic practitioners, Freud and Jung. And, um, they thought that their approach wasn't very scientific. They thought that it didn't lend itself to being taken seriously as a, a science, right? A psychological science. So the behaviorists wanted to focus on only what you could measure. And they said, this was behaviors. Well, following behaviorism, um, some of the cognitivists recognize that how we think is important. What we actually think, our, our beliefs, our ideas actually matter. And so cognitive behavioral therapy is essentially sort of a a um, appreciation of our thoughts, um, our ideas, our beliefs, our cognitions. It's a recognition of the importance of our cognitions to our um, behavioral reactions, our emotional responses, and our physiological reactions. That what we think, what we believe, influences our feelings, our behaviors, and our physiological responses. And so CBT is a therapy that um, if I had to say, let me ask, look at the next part of the question, does CBT work? Yes, it works. So CBT has been compared to a number of other therapies. And again, if you've watched some of my previous videos, essentially all therapies, all the mainstream therapies are about equally effective for treating most disorders. And so CBT works. Um, it's actually probably the most popular therapy that's taught in graduate programs. And I think the reason for that is it's pretty it's a pretty fairly straightforward model, and it's pretty easy to pick up the skills um, that a CBT therapist would use. So it's commonly used, it's widely taught in doctoral programs, and it's also one of the easier therapies to um, perform research on. The constructs are pretty clear, and they're pretty easily measured. And so, um, yes, CBT works. It's about as effective as all the other therapies for most of the problems we're, we're talking about. Anxiety, depression, social anxiety, panic disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, etc. So yes, it works. Now, why does it work? So here's what's interesting about CBT. Um, CBT works off of the cognitive model. And here's what the cognitive model, I'm gonna combine sort of why and how it works together here. The cognitive model essentially says, um, and you can use the, you can use the sort of um, the image of ABC here. I'm gonna call this the ABC cognitive model. So the ABC of the cognitive model says that there's an A, right? And A stands for an activating event. Um, most of us experience life as there's an activating event and then we have 
what the model calls C, a consequence. It's either emotional, behavioral, or physiological, right? I feel a feeling, I uh, react some way, or I have some sort of a, you know, physiological arousal. My heart starts racing, my palms get sweaty, etc. So most of us live life as if the acting invading event caused the consequence, right? Um, so I get into a car accident and I feel anxious and angry and I get out of the car screaming. Why? Because the person behind me rear-ended me, right? Activating event, I get rear-ended. My emotional reaction is I feel anger, I feel anxiety. My physiological reactions, I feel sort of sweaty and my heart's racing. And behaviorally, I, I get out of the car screaming. And so if you said, why'd you get out of the car screaming? I'd say, well, because they rear-ended me. Most of us live life as if A causes C. Activating event causes the emotional, behavioral, and physiological consequences. The cognitive model says this, there's an intervening B, a belief. B stands for belief. So the cognitive model wants to posit that it's not the event that caused your reaction or the consequence, it's your belief about the event. It's your belief that causes you to interpret the event a certain way. So the cognitive model would say, why did I feel angry, anxious, why did I hop out of the car screaming? Well, my belief, I have to explore my beliefs. What were my beliefs about the accident? I don't have the money to get a new bumper right now. We're already behind on our bills. I'm gonna be late for work and that's only gonna hurt me more financially. Right? if those are my beliefs, then I'm gonna get out of the car feeling angry, anxious, maybe even yelling. Now let's say my beliefs are, it's not a big deal, I've got lots of money in the bank, um, I'm a well-respected employee, doesn't matter if I'm late, and um, I make plenty of money anyway. If those are my beliefs, somebody rear-ends me, I might get out of the car feeling peaceful, compassionate, at ease, right? The ABC cognitive model here says that it's not the activating event that causes your distress, your discomfort, or your reaction. It's your belief about the event. So how does cognitive behavioral therapy work? I think there's two things it does primarily, two things. The first is cognitive behavioral therapy wants you to uh, learn to recognize your beliefs, right? Recognize your beliefs. So anytime you have an emotional reaction, anytime there's a behavior or a physiological arousal, recognize the belief. And then CBT asks you to do two things. Either gather more evidence to see if that belief is rational Right? Gather evidence to see if the belief's rational or recognize the thought error that's present in the belief. Now, in the next video, I'm going to talk about the 10 common thought errors that CBT identifies. CBT thinks that there are 10 ways that our, our thoughts tend to sort of uh, fall into error. 10 ways that they're sort of systematically biased. And we need to learn to recognize those thought errors because those thought errors get in and they cause our, our beliefs to be irrational. And if our beliefs are irrational, then our responses will not be responses that make sense. So as a caveat here, how does CBT, what does CBT mean by irrational? So when CBT uses the word irrational, what they mean is your beliefs don't fit the evidence or make the best sense out of the world. So rational beliefs for CBT mean that your beliefs don't fit the evidence or they don't make the best sense out of the world. We want beliefs that fit the evidence we have 
and beliefs that make the best sense out of the world. And if we have those beliefs, then our behavioral, emotional, and physiological responses should be consistent or in conformity with reality. So it's not that every time I get rear-ended, I should jump out of the car peaceful. You know, there might be circumstances when my beliefs about the situation uh, cause me to hop out of the car feeling angry or anxious. It, you know, CBT isn't trying to get rid of negative beliefs. It's trying to help us to have negative beliefs in the right circumstances and to the right degree, to the right proportion. We want our reactions to be proportionate to reality. And so by learning to recognize the thought errors that pervade our thinking, we can reduce those thought errors, we can identify where they're, they're causing problems, and we can adapt, or rather adopt, excuse me, more rational beliefs. So the two things CBT asks you to do is gather new evidence or gather more evidence to determine whether or not your belief is realistic and rational, and then identify thought errors. So if you're doing CBT as a CBT therapist, a large portion of your work is trying to recognize reactions, recognize behaviors, and ask the client to stop, slow down, identify the belief, and then to challenge that belief. Find the thought error. Is it rational? Is it realistic? Gather more evidence or recognize the thought error in it. I will say uh, CBT also note, notes uh, sort of three levels of belief. Automatic beliefs, intermediate beliefs, and then core beliefs. Automatic beliefs are those sort of fast, lightning quick beliefs that sometimes we don't even catch. They are oftentimes responsible for our, our uh, quick feelings, our quick behaviors and responses. Um, imagine they're like the buoy on the surface of the ocean. Right, the buoy. It's what we sort of, they're, they're closer to the surface. Intermediate beliefs um, give rise to automatic beliefs, and intermediate beliefs tend to be sort of rule-based. Um, if I do this, then this will happen. If I uh, am a good father, my spouse will always be happy with me. If I never make any mis mistakes, my employer won't ever... Um, find reason to be upset with me. You know, they're, they're sort of rule-based um, at the intermediate belief level. And then finally we have core beliefs. Core beliefs give rise to intermediate beliefs. And our core beliefs tend to be you know, three or four word, very short beliefs, usually around your lovability, your um, helplessness, your value. Um, so it's like, I'm not lovable. I'm not good enough. I can't do this, right? Core beliefs are sort of fundamental beliefs, very short, very deep. And what we want to do in CBT is we want to help you learn to identify your automatic thoughts that are causing problems in the day-to-day, -day. learn to recognize them, challenge them, uh, and make them more rational through disputing them and through recognizing the thought errors. But then we'd like to peel away those automatic beliefs and get down ultimately into the core belief. What is that deep pervading core belief about yourself? We want to challenge it. We want to look for evidence for and against it, right? What evidence you have that's true. Um, and we want to give the person uh, experiences that are contrary to the core belief. So CBT the, the B, the behavioral portion of CBT is sometimes we can change beliefs just through challenging them cognitively, right? 
but like, like recognizing the thought error and saying, oh, I was messing up there. Here's a more rational belief. But sometimes what we actually need to do is we need to act our way into right thinking. We need to behave and do things to challenge and change our belief. So sometimes in order to find out that you're lovable, you need to take the risk of putting yourself into relationship with somebody and actually find out how they respond to you. Uh, sometimes to find out whether or not you need to be afraid of uh, heights, you need to actually climb the ladder. So, um, you know, one thing you might do in therapy is actually have somebody climb up a ladder, go up 10 feet. What happened? Was your belief that if I climb up, I'm going to fall, right? I'm always going to fall. I'm always going to get hurt. Was that belief accurate? Was it true? Was it rational? Rather than trying to have them just cognitively dispute it, which sometimes doesn't always work, you give them the behavioral experience of it so that their brain learns, I don't always get hurt when I climb up a ladder, right? Um, so, you know, you can use behavioral interventions, right? Ask the client to do things that give them a new experience, which ultimately change their belief about how they think about themselves, others, and the world. So that's the broad stroke of CBT. Why does it work? It works because you're fitting a person's beliefs, right, to reality. You're making, you know, I, I think what you're doing, one, you know, from a Catholic perspective, you could say um, you're making their beliefs and their ideas more true. Um, and so it allows them to respond in a more rational, true way. Um, Sometimes we're going to be sad. Having the right beliefs means that sometimes we will be sad, but we'll be sad in the right circumstances to the right proportion and we'll respond appropriately. So um, that's CBT. That's how it works, right? The cognitive model, challenging, you know, faulty beliefs, recognizing beliefs, um, recognizing thought errors, gathering evidence, um, engaging in behaviors that contradict irrational beliefs. That's how it works. And it, why it works is because it's, it fits our beliefs to the truth, to the truth of reality. So I hope that helps. Um, that final part of the question, uh, confession, I have after virtue on my shelf, not on this shelf, on my other shelf. I haven't read it. I haven't read it. Uh, but if you see this video, Clayton, I would love it if you could um, maybe write out or uh, give me some maybe a, a sketch of what the argument is against the therapist character, what the critique is, and I'd be happy to respond to that as well. So hope this helps. Hope this gives you a, sort of a general understanding of CBT, how it works, why it works, and uh, stay tuned. In the next video, I'm going to talk about the 10 common thought errors, um, what they are, and how they tend to pervade our, our beliefs and our ideas, and how you can start to recognize them and challenge them. So see you next week. Keep sending the questions in, y'all. You have great questions. I have a bunch here. It's going to take me a while to get through them, but I'm really loving this. I'm having fun, and I hope you guys are too. Uh, so we'll see you next week.